One more item. Here's something a lot of us have in common. Broken appliances. Broken air conditioner. Broken down heating system. Broken down washer dryer. Broken down refrigerator. And if you're a homeowner, you know just how expensive it is to get one of those things fixed, let alone what happens if more than one appliance breaks down at the same time. Well, if you're a homeowner, you can get all of your appliances on a warranty plan that guarantees protection for all of your home appliances in case they break down. And best of all, it will only cost you about a dollar a day. Call the Home Service Club at 800-264-3168, 800-264-3168. The call is free, and if you're one of the first 25 callers, your first month membership in the Home Service Club will also be free. Home Service Club, warranty plan, Guarantees protection for all of your appliances for less than a dollar a day. 800-264-3168. 800-264-3168. We are the Real Brady, Brady Bros. Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg. And uh, who were you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of The Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why The Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are The Real Brady Bros. Thank you ever so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, tomorrow afternoon sometime, I will be on a plane back to the States after spending just a short three weeks here in Britain. And I want to take this opportunity to say thank you very much to all the beautiful people that I've had the pleasure of working to and for. Right now, we'd like to do the uh, brand new single record. Are you ready, sir? Hi, this is Donna Mills. You are listening to TV Confidential. One, two, 160, 11, 12, 9. Could never count. In a cavern. Down by canyon. Ed Robertson, along with our guest John Barber. John is with us via Skype. John Barber, stand-up comedian, comedy writer, five-time Emmy Award-winning critic at large, talk show host, and the creator, principal writer, one of the producers, and one of the original hosts of NBC's Real People. John will take us behind the scenes of Real People in just a moment. But first, John's memoir, Your Mother's Not a Virgin, available in paperback and as an ebook through trineday.com, T-R-I-N-E day.com, as well as amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. John's website, johnbarbersworld.com, as well as the John Barber's World channel on YouTube. Before we went to break, John was sharing a few stories about his years working with Bobby Darren. John was Bobby Darren's opening act in Las Vegas in the early 1970s. Bobby Darren, one of the great entertainers of all time and a man who really could sing anything. Uh, to me, the greatest female singer is somebody that probably nobody ever heard of, and I hope they Google her. Her name is Eva Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Ever heard of Eva Cassidy? Uh, ring, the name rings a bell, yeah. Well, I must tell you, she is by far, I mean, if you think that Over the Rainbow belongs to Judy, uh, Judy Garland, you listen to Eva Cassidy, you won't listen to Judy ever sing it again. Someday I'll wish upon a star And wake up where the clouds are falling behind me 
you think gospel songs belong to Roberta Black, Aretha Franklin? You listen to Eva Cassidy. Now, Eva Cassidy didn't want to be a star, didn't want to be a singer. She was, she loved gardening, and that's what she did for a living. But her father taught her to play the guitar and sing. And she used to go to a jazz club in Washington, D.C., and just get up on weekends and sing. And my God, she was phenomenal. Now listen, I'm not religious, but religion has created some phenomenal art, especially when it comes to music. She could sing gospel better than anybody. She could sing rock and roll better than anybody. In any event, some guy videotaped her at the place. And she, uh, being up the sun all the time, she had a moment and she died of cancer when she was 32. Wow. Interestingly enough, the same age as Bobby Darren. And somebody found the album. I think it's, uh, oh gosh, I remember the name of the album. And sent it to a disc jockey in England. And the disc jockey played it because he had nothing else to do while listening to other songs. And then he heard Eva Cassidy singing over the rainbow. He couldn't believe anybody wow. could do it than Judy. So he played it. And that's the only song he played for the next six hours. Because <laughs> people kept coming in and said, please replay it. And she became a bestseller, sold as many as the Beatles, and she was dead. Yeah. Her name is Eva Cassidy, and I suggest you Google that if you're looking to listen to something because watching television in this lockdown is just god awful. And, and if and if uh, and if you're tired of watching television and are looking for a good book to sink your teeth, you know, to to lose yourself into, you know, uh, we we mentioned this when John was on last time. Last time, it really is novelistic in 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 many respects, especially when he talks about. Uh, I mean, there there these are real life people. They're real people that you're talking about, but you but they they are full fledged characters. You know and I, you know, this is like serendipity. You know, I believe in serendipity. Yeah. You say novelistic. One of the critics said, "Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird is fiction that reads like real life." John Barber's "Your Mother's Not a Virgin" is real life that reads like fiction. And what I've decided to do, I've done three of them already, and this is a suggestion of my son and a couple of fans and a book critic, mm -hmm. actually a book critic named e. Amy Wiedenauer. And Amy said, you know what you should do, John, once a week, uh, since they're, they're just, it's not chapters, it's columns. Yeah. The whole book is written like a, a compilation of newspaper columns. Yeah. I'll put into 752 pages. <laughs> so three weeks ago, I started recording for on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube, you can Google John Barber reads from his book, episode one, episode two. And episode three happened to be the gong show. Oh, okay. Because I, yeah, I had a lot of viewers asking me, were you the first guy uh, who hosted was gong on the gong show? And I said, yes. So they said, well, would you read that chapter for us? So that's a chapter I read, and you can Google it, and it's a short listen. It's really funny, 
interesting and informative. John's uh, YouTube channel, John Barber's World, where uh, every Saturday or so he does 10, 15 minute, he reads 10 or 15 minute excerpts from Your Mother's Not a Virgin. Your Mother's Not a Virgin, the print book, is available both in soft cover and as an ebook. Trinday.com, Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. Last time you were on, John, we talked about the events that led to NBC picking up real people, uh, how you originally conceived the show for ABC and produced uh, you know, essentially a pilot with, the, uh, with Danny Arnold and the events that eventually, um, uh, how, how real people end up uh, airing on NBC almost by accident. Want to talk a little bit about the show itself? You really put your heart and soul. Well, you put your heart and soul in, in in everything. But one of the takeaways I got from reading your chapters on real people is that it really illustrates what a producer does in television, and particularly how important editing is to production in television. You could take a raw story that doesn't touch people, but if you edit it a certain way, it will come out pulling the emotional strings. And you have there's a story with Sarah Purcell's first story that's a good illustration of that. Well, it wasn't wasn't their first that you're talking about. You're talking about one of her last stories. What was uh, it was about famous Indian chieftain? But uh, you said two things that are, are, are really interesting to me. You said you put your heart and soul into your work. Ed, work was my life. Mm -hmm. I did not have a life. And I did not get into television seeking fame, looking for fame and fortune. I was looking for myself. I got to talk with some of the most interesting people in the world. And a lot of these very interesting people had backgrounds as I did, and they overcame them, and they survived. So what I was looking for when I was talking to them one of the reasons I think it was probably a really good interviewer because I was so interested in learning about them because I learned about them. Maybe it could help me. And Betty Davis said years and years ago, you better love your work. She said, because if you don't love your work, you're done because, you know, your family's going to desert you and your friends are going to desert you. Everything is going to desert you. All you're going to have in your life is your work. So you better love it. So that's why. I never left. The only time I ever raised my voice to my son was once over his agreeing with somebody about editing something out of the garrison. And uh, do you remember the movie Reds? I'll get to that. Gee, there's so many things we could talk about. And so let's get to the way the story is told. Real people did in the three years that I ran the show. More for America. And 60 Minutes did it 30 years. Mm -hmm. You see that Vietnam Memorial Wall with the, name, the uh, 50 or 60,000 names on it? My story was one of the main reasons that that was built because nobody wanted that wall built mm -hmm. because it was a very unpopular war. And it was designed by an Asian-American woman. So there are two strikes against her. Mm -hmm. I told the story about a teacher in New Mexico whose son... One week in being drafted was killed in Vietnam. And he didn't know how to breathe. He didn't want to go to church or synagogue or any place like that. It was just, 
It was overwhelming to him because he and his son used to go hunting every weekend up on this hill. And he decided he was just going to go back up to that hill, remember his son. And what he did is he started to build a private memorial to his son. Now, this was never reported in newspapers. So that's why I believe in serendipity. I think there's something that you, you work in the universe. Because within months after that was built, people by the hundreds were showing up in buses and cars and planes and bringing pictures of their dead sons here and helping them build a massive, huge chapel. It got to be so big, they had to build walkways. And then they put lights on the walkways so you could come at night and read about the son that died. I told that story. And I closed the, the, uh, the story. When we closed the story, there wasn't a dry eye, eye in the studio. Mm -hmm. I got, uh, what I did is I got people, mothers and fathers, walking through this cathedral, looking at the pictures of their sons or daughters on the wall. And I took close-ups of that and close-ups of them watching it and close-ups of the men building it. And I played Roberta Flack's song the first time ever I saw your face. Yeah. I, we, we came out of that. People couldn't even applaud. They were crying so hard. In a call from Senator, I believe his name was Udall, in Idaho, in Utah. And he said, John, can you send me 50 copies of that? And I said, yes, sir, I can. And, and I said, why 50? He said, it's for every uh, member of the Senate in the United States. We have 50 states. We have 50 Senate offices. We have 100 senators. They're all going to sit down and watch this. 60 days later, the wall was approved. Yeah. Same thing happened with John Walsh. You know who John Walsh is? America's Most Wanted. I mean, he, he wouldn't have the platform he has were it not for real people. Exactly, because his son, Adam, was kidnapped in a mall mm -hmm. in uh, Miami and decapitated, by the way. Most people don't know that. Yeah. But before they found the bot, headless body, he was going around to all of the police in Miami and uh, uh, Tampa Bay at uh, uh, every place to try to get the police to coordinate with the FBI and looking for missing children. And of course they had their own, these, their own bailiwicks. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to be working with anybody else. So he couldn't get, and I saw him on television. He would go on Phil Donahue's show on the today show talking about it. He couldn't get the missing children's act passed. Mm -hmm. So I called him. I said, I'm going to tell your story. So I went in to see George Slaughter, who owned the show. George Slaughter was the uh, Jerry Jones of television yeah. or the Steinbrenner of television. He owned the stadium and the team, yeah. but he didn't know how to play the game. Yeah. I was the team and I was the coach, okay? And the others, Sarah is brilliant as she was and Skip is adorable. They were just they were just players on, on the team. Yeah. I was the storyteller. Anyway, I went into George and I said, I'm, I'm going to do Adam Walsh's story. And he said, no, you're not. It's all over the news. It's nonsense. It's too depressing. He said, and they can't get that thing passed. It's too depressing. So I said, George, when we have a show that reaches half of everybody watching television, mm -hmm. aside from entertaining them, when we come across a story that's important, we have to tell it. Yeah. It adds substance to the rest of the show. And he says, no, no, you're not going to tell it. And I said, well, I am going to tell it. And I said, have you ever heard of the of Calaveras County. 
He said, yeah, Mark Twain. I said, that's right. It's a story that made Mark Twain famous, a newspaper story. Well, that story was in the newspaper. How many times, George, do you think it was in the newspaper before Mark Twain told the story? It was told 11 times. How many times do you think Hamlet has been written? It's been written five times. How many times do you think Julius Caesar has been written as a play until Shakespeare did it? George, it is not the story. It's the storytelling. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. I did it. We have a letter from John Walsh about 45 days later when they passed the Missing Children's Act. So there you go. And that's how we ended up getting America's Most Wanted. And the same thing with the Navajo Co-Talkers. Yes, yes. We got President Reagan. President Reagan was the only famous person ever on Real People. I mean, we had Bob Hope call. We had everybody call wanting to be on the show. It was so popular. I always said, no. It's a story about real people. We're not here to promote, you know, movies or anything like that. We're just telling real people's stories. But after we did uh, the story about the Navajo Code Talkers and had them appear on stage, I go to the audience and say, if you think that these men deserve recognition from the president of the United States, call the White House. The next day, the White House called us. They had to hire dozens of people to answer the phone. They had to bring in new phone banks. And Reagan put himself on camera presenting a presidential citation to the Navajo Code Talkers. That was the power and the glory and the beauty of that show, which George Slaughter destroyed the same way he destroyed that wonderful show that he brought to America before, which was laughing. You can read about the downfall of real people in My Mother is Not a Virgin by our guest John Barber. John Barber joining us via Skype. Uh, Your Mother's Not a Virgin, available softcover and is an ebook through tryingday.com as well as amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. John will be back next week for part four of our conversation. We'll talk some more about real people, including the story of just how valuable a commodity real people t-shirts were at the time the show originally aired. We'll also talk about uh, John's first daytime talk show that he hosted, AM Los Angeles, some of the people he interviewed on that show, including the advice John gave Jane Fonda that helped the actress win back the public at the height of the Hanoi Jane controversy. That is coming up next week on TV Confidential. In the meantime, you can follow John Barber on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the John Barber YouTube channel, as well as johnbarbersworld.com. We'll continue our look at this week in TV history right after this. Attention James Garner fans and collectors of film and TV memorabilia. Bonham's Auction House will auction select personal items from James Garner for two weeks beginning Monday, June 15th and continuing through Monday, June 29th. Proceeds from all sales from this auction will support the James Garner Animal Rescue Fund. Among the items available between now and June 29th is a golf club presented Jim by President Bill Clinton. Additional items will be listed soon. See the link to the Bonham's website at televisionconfidential.com for updates and more information. An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. 
Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 866-490-3991-866-490-3991-866-490-3991. Ed Robertson, author friend Donna Allen Figueroa, who I understand has a new book out. Yes, it's entitled Fall Again Beginnings. It's the first part of a four-part contemporary romantic series uh, set against the background of working actors. Something that you know a little a thing or two well, about. Well, you write what you know, and I have been working in the business for several years. It is not necessarily autobiographical, but it's based on... Sure, many of the experiences that the actors in my book have. Many have happened to me. Many have happened to friends of mine. It's not if you're looking for... Valley of the Dolls, it's not, it's grounded in reality. It is grounded in reality, and it's the first in a series. Yes. Called the Fall Again series. Fall Again. Which is available as a paperback as well as an ebook and in Kindle at fallagainseries.com. Attention, timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere, legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800-715-6093-800-715-6093-800-715-6093. That's 800-715-6093. This portion of TV Confidential is sponsored by The Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster, the hilarious site-splitting new DVD available through Kino Lorber. Thanks for powering our stream. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net you can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash tvconfidential or at tvconfidential on instagram and if you're listening to us on the tv confidential podcast please be sure to hit the subscribe button This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.